0: Hello, and welcome to this podcast presented by the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs.
1: Good afternoon. Uh, welcome to the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. We've got a few housekeeping matters to take care of first before we uh, start our presentation today. My name is Jean Olexon. I'll be your moderator for, the t- for today. As a reminder, please turn off your cell phones. As you know, this session is being recorded. And please put $11 in the basket on your table and have someone at your table counted prior to being picked up by uh, a volunteer. SACPA is a volunteer nonprofit organization and relies on the contributions of members and and assessment attendees to uh, continue its work. If you're interested in uh, membership or donations to the organization, you could talk to Lisa on my right. We'd like to thank our partners, the University of Lethbridge, Country Kitchen Catering, Shaw TV, and Lethbridge Media for covering uh, SACPAL events. I would like to introduce to you our speaker today, Janet Keeping. She's the leader of the Green Party of Alberta. After her post-secondary education, Janet has been involved with the Calgary law firm of Bennett-Jones, the Alberta Civil Liberties Research Centre, the Canadian Institute of uh, Resource Law at the University of Calgary, and the Sheldon Schumer Foundation in Calgary. So before anything further, I'll uh, welcome Janet to the podium and we'll have her presentation and then we'll be followed by lunch and then a set, uh, Q&A session after lunch. So please welcome Janet Keeping.
0: I'm short and I've been given permission to take the sign down so that I can see you better. Sorry about that, but that's the way it works. Um, thank you very much for the introduction, and thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to you um, today. I'm really pleased to be here and speaking once again uh, before the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. I have spoken here before, not as a Green person and not as a party political person, but in my other uh, in connection with some of my other work. I believe it was um, while I was doing legal research at the uh, Canadian Institute of Resources Law. I enjoyed my previous experience very much, and even though I expect tougher questions today, because now I'm a political person, um, I did get receive uh, uh, excellent questions and tough questions last time, too. So um, fire away when you get your chance. It is my favorite part of these events. And I must say that I admire very much the role that SACPA plays in the Lethbridge community. I know the organization has been in existence for quite a long time and and more power to you. It's just a a terrific idea. I like public speaking a lot, um, but the best part for me is the exchange of views and thoughts during discussion. So as I said a minute ago, I really look forward to that part of the experience I'm a highly opinionated person, and even when I try, I can't hide that very well. And I don't, in a political role, I guess I don't really need to try very hard, do I? Um, My training in philosophy and law, those are both argumentative things where you put forward your position and you encounter the robust opposition and, and so on. So it certainly has fed into the political life. But I have to say I've been opinionated all the way back. I think I was the editorial pages editor in my high school newspaper. So I guess I've been, I've been at this for a long time in one way or another. But I have to say, notwithstanding being an opinionated person and finding it very difficult to to hide that in any way or sometimes even moderate it much, quite frankly, as I get older, I'm more and more interested in what other people have to say and in particular why it is they don't agree with me. So I look forward to those difficult questions later on today. I have prepared... (laughs) You laugh, but I'm serious. Um, I have prepared remarks... Um, And I'm not quite sure how long it'll take me to go through them. And if I have time, then I'll come back to talk in a more way uh, a, a bit about some of the things I heard on CBC radio this morning as I drove down from Calgary. You know, I suppose we all perceive what it is we we want to perceive, and if you're tuned into a particular issue, that's what you hear. But it was really eerie, actually, the way some of the things I heard this morning fed into some of the topics I'm going to address in my prepared remarks. So we'll see if I have time. So let me get started, then, on those prepared remarks. And I'm going to, I guess, the, the, you know, the, the, the topic for today and the, the, what I've had in my mind is, why does Alberta need um, a, a green party? Why a green Party of Alberta? We certainly have, in some sense, and we'll get to that, more than enough different parties at the political at the provincial level. So why has the Green Party uh, been reborn? So I'll get to that. But I want to start off by saying that I think, I don't know whether I really want to say they're the two most pressing issues in Alberta or whether they're two of the most pressing issues. Safer to say they're two of the most pressing issues facing Alberta today are, one, the whole set of environmental issues, and in particular those that are connected with our energy industry, and second, the need for democratic renewal in the province. And, of course, I'll say more about both of those things in a few minutes. I'd say a close third after those is the growing gap between rich and poor, and I'm happy to talk about social justice issues in the question and answer period. I know that water issues are hugely important in this part of the province. But I am going to talk mostly in my prepared remarks about that energy-environment mix and also about the need for democratic renewal. So as would come as absolutely no surprise to a Green Party Every aspect of sustainability and greening is central to political greens in Alberta, in Canada, around the world. This includes in Alberta the need to get off our excessive dependence on hydrocarbons to developing a smart green economy. And I have to say that in the last few months... Some of the most encouraging things that I've experienced in my political activity is the number of young people who are really into this idea of smart green economy. Chris Turner, an author who's written some great stuff, The Geography of Hope, The Leap, and so on, was the Green Party of Canada's candidate in the by-election in um, Calgary Centre in the fall. And he did really, really well. The Green Party did well. Some of you might not say so or think so because you think that he did so well he stopped the Liberal from being elected. But we could talk about that too. But more to my immediate point, the number of young people that were attracted to that campaign because of their passion for a smarter, greener, more exciting and creative um, economy in Alberta was really startling. It was it was startling and it was really encouraging. It was really a great campaign, and I was I was reminded as I drove down from Calgary this morning um, to Lethbridge of that smart greener economy as I drove by all those lovely windmills. Um, I know they're here and I know that they're growing in number. And I have to tell you that I am equally impressed, but in a much more minor way, by the lovely solar panels that we've installed on our garage care of NMAX, our city utility. But Alberta's failure to advance much in these areas, that is both the whole range of sustainability questions, and the most important, what in the world are we doing with our oil and gas industry, is actually threatening to do us serious harm economically and possibly in the near term, I think we're in a very, very odd phase right now where there's a kind of political deadness. I'm trying to work against that deadness, and I'm trying to be lively about it. But there's a political deadness in Alberta. There's just muted, muted, muted criticism of what's happening in our oil and gas industry, especially with the oil sands, whereas outside Alberta there's all sorts of criticism. And the shame of it is that our own public policy in Alberta may be shaped by outsiders when it's our political responsibility to take charge of that. So it's been said that environmentalists are radicals. Even by some people, they are disloyal. You know, the critics especially of Northern Gateway Pipeline and some of the other pipelines. Some people have come close to calling the environmental um, opposition to the pipelines treasonous, almost, certainly disloyal. But on the contrary, when you operate in a globalized world... And the rest of the world starts to get ahead of you on environmental issues. Lagging behind can do (coughs) real harm, not just in the environmental sense, which of course Greens are going to be concerned about, but also economically. The Alberta government is scrambling to come up with things that can show the world, but especially the Americans, that we are not an environmentally regressive jurisdiction. But we have lagged behind. And we're being called out on it now. <clears throat> As I said a minute ago, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to have so much criticism from outside and that heavy, that heavy wet blanket on lively political discourse in the province on what we ought to be doing. You may disagree, of course, but that's how I see it. So I would say the green ideas and green change, green action, green change, are needed because they are needed, period, for all sorts of good reasons. But they're also needed because Alberta has to be seen as doing something positive for the environment to help balance the harm of the oil sands and the burning of hydrocarbons, including coal and natural gas to produce electricity. More windmills, more solar panels, less coal burned for um, electricity we have to get off our dependence on the production and consumption of these hydrocarbons as soon as possible but two things as I said a minute ago I as a proud Albertan don't want to be forced by other people to do the right thing I want to see Albertans decide to do the right thing and we want a transition an orderly transition not a, a disruptive sort of thing occurring where we suffer more than we need to So that was one one important and uh, primary point I wanted to make was that green issues are, of course, uh, uh, issues of prominence these days in Alberta, so we need uh, a provincial green party. But another thing I really want to um, um, get across, and I hope I do convincingly, that environmental issues are not the only concern of greens. We had a woman come to uh, one of our... Uh, policy committee meetings uh, just a few weeks ago because she wanted to get involved in policy, uh, preparing policy for the Alberta Green Party. And she was shocked that on our list of issues that we're currently engaged in developing policy on, she didn't see anything environmental. And we all looked at each other with like, well, everybody would know what Greens would do. (laughs) I mean, we were talking about social justice, we were talking about democratic renewal, we were talking about energy issues, but... uh, she, she was shocked that we weren't actually talking about, uh, about uh, some of the environmental issues that she was so worried about. It's not because Alberta Greens don't care about those, but it is an illustration of the fact that it's not just that. Um, Greens aren't just tree huggers. They are interested in hugging other uh, things as well. Um, the six principles of the international green movement are, in fact, one, ecological wisdom, two, social justice, so with the growing gap between rich and poor, especially in Alberta and especially in Calgary, is an acute concern to us. Nonviolence, which tends to be a kind of anti-militaristic point and not so applicable at the provincial level. All forms of sustainability is point number four. Fifth is respect for diversity, and this means respect for not just diversity in the ecological sense, but also social diversity, a true respect for all the different ways in which life manifests itself. And sixth, participatory democracy. I'll come back to participatory democracy in, in just a minute, because I want to say um, uh, more about the need to renew democracy in Alberta. But let me just go back for a minute to respect for diversity. I was invited to speak at the University of Alberta um, about a month or so ago, and I was speaking to the um, Pride, the, the gay, lesbian, trans, etc. community meeting. And uh, did that and ran into somebody I like very much. In fact, he lived in Lethbridge for a while and is now back in Edmonton, and he's part of the, the transgender community. And I was saying, because the last time he'd seen me, I wasn't a, I wasn't a green political person. I was a Sheldon Schumer president. And he, he said, you know, he had done very careful research on human rights policies And including on gay rights, transgendered rights, and that the Green Party, um, Green Parties consistently have the most solid policies on those issues. So I'm really very, very proud of that. I was for many years a new Democrat, and if anybody wants to ask me about why I'm not a new Democrat anymore, uh, I'd be happy to answer that. And um, I have a long career in working on human rights and civil liberties issues, so it was essential to me that the Green Party be solid on those things and the Green Party is solid on those things. Okay, third major point I want to make is on the need for democratic renewal in Alberta and that that should be a concern of all of us because... We're not going to get democratic solutions to our problems if our politics deteriorates much further. We'll get responses, all right, but they won't be democratic responses. The one-party state that Alberta has become is a dangerous thing. We've seen the conflation of politics and government in several forms, including illegal political donations by municipalities and universities to the party in power, from a certain point of view, it's understandable that people would confuse the governing party with the government. Uh, I mean, for how long has that particular party been in power? It seems like forever, although it's only 42 years. So how could it be wrong for a public agency to give money to a political the political party that's in power? For public money, taxpayer money, to be given to a political party? Whoops. It's obvious when you put it that way that it's wrong. But one can understand how one slides from thinking political party government when they've been wedded in Alberta for so long. But it has to come to an end. And I'll say more about what I think about how that works in a few minutes. But it has to come to an end. And I would be saying the same thing because the same thing would be true if it had been my favorite political party that had been in power for over 40 years. Why? Because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. We have to have change in the province. So the fourth point I want to make is about how I see Greens doing politics. And I think and there's more than one reason for this, but it's clear that Greens stand for doing politics differently. I would say Greens stand for a serious politics, not politics as a self-serving game, not as any kind of game. For example, Greens are unequivocally in support of some form of proportional representation. I looked at, now you know what I'm talking about. We now have in all across Canada and all our jurisdictions an electoral system that is first past the post. That is, winner takes all. If you get more votes than any other candidate, regardless of how small that percentage is, you win the seat. End of story. And I've looked at the results I did last night. I looked at the results of the last provincial election in Lethbridge. I looked at the results in both those const- of your constituencies or your ridings. And I saw that the winner received way less than 50% in both cases. I didn't do the math, and I should have done that, forgive me. I should be able to stand here and tell you that in Lethbridge East, the winner got only this percentage, and Lethbridge West, the winner got only a certain percentage. But many, many, many Lethbridge voters voted for the non-winner, did not vote for the PC who won, Under some form of proportional representation, your votes would matter more than they matter under this current current system that we have. There's a growing support. It's amazing, actually, how strong the support is becoming for a change from first past the post, how much support is growing for some form of proportional representation. Greens are unequivocally in support of that, unequivocally. We're also, and we see this from the Green Party of Canada and some of the other Green Parties across the country, but the Green Party of Alberta is totally in support of cooperation with other parties. The point is to get better government in power. I wouldn't stand here and say the point is to get a green government in power. You and I know that I'm not going to live long enough to see that, and so we won't be so silly as to say that that's the goal. The goal is to have a positive influence on, on provincial politics so we can collectively get a better government in power. What are, so how do you do that? As a political party, how do, what do you do in order to cooperate with, with other parties? Well, one thing that you do is you don't run candidates against progressive candidates with a chance of winning, especially when they have a chance of winning. You just don't do that. And let me give you an example. We have, even though... Before the last provincial election, we were still the evergreen party of Alberta. We weren't yet the green party of Alberta again, and we were weaker than we are now. But, you know, in those weeks leading up to the last uh, provincial election, it looked like Wild Rose had a chance of forming government. That's what the polls said about 10 days and a week out. And it looked like some of what some of us would think are really some of the most excellent MLAs, at least Calgary MLA's, David Swan and Kent Hare, it looked like they were seriously in trouble or that they could be in trouble. And we made, as a political party, the decision not to run candidates against either one of them. Granted, you'd say, well, big deal. How many votes would your candidate have have received anyway? And I'll say, in all likelihood at that point, only a few hundred, in all likelihood. But if it had been a really close election those few hundred might have made the difference. So why would we run candidates against excellent MLAs only to possibly lead to their losing? Why would we do that? It doesn't make any sense, and we decided against that. So I think we really are prepared to walk the talk on interparty cooperation. We're prepared to endorse other parties' candidates and independents, where that seems the best way to try to get people with solid green values elected. I noted that in the current B.C. election campaign, the Green Party of British Columbia is doing that. In particular, it's an independent candidate up in sort of north-central B.C., and and they are not running a candidate against that person. They're endorsing that independent And we're prepared, as Elizabeth May says time and time again, and of course she's the leader of the federal party, to give credit where credit is due. We're fully cognizant that not all good ideas come from from people who are active in the Green Party. The objective is to get better ideas adopted and implemented. So we'll give credit where somebody else comes up with a good idea. The Green Party of Alberta's vision is of a provincial government that is committed to green principles. And our mission, listen i committed to green principles. Our mission is to try to get such a government elected. That government does not have to be made up of our candidates, and I acknowledged. I'm 63. I'm not living long enough, probably, to see um, a Green Party government in Alberta. Let's be realistic. Um, so it's not that, but it is to do our bit to improve politics in Alberta And that's got to include a much, much, much more robust protection of of the environment for sure. And that probably won't happen without some Greens being elected. But our objective is better government in Alberta. And better government means respecting Green principles. And I listed those, not just environment, but sustainability, including economic sustainability and social justice. I'm trying this idea on, both with my colleagues in the, in the um, Green Party of Alberta and also when I get a chance to talk to the public these days. I think to a certain degree you can see the Green Party of Alberta as a post-partisan political party. Because we explicitly recognize what we're after is the better government for Albertans, so things are better for Albertans. It is not in advancing, just advancing, the good of the Green Party of Alberta. So we say we put the public good ahead of the good of our own party. It's a hard one, you know. I understand how people who get involved in electoral politics get trapped in the competitive game. It's very tempting. But that's not what I hope we will ever be about. So I hope we can get that message across and earn both the respect and, of course, sometimes votes, of the many people in this province who are post-partisan, who aren't interested in bitter party competition and rhetoric, but really want want positive change in the province. Just looking at my time, I have about five left. Is that... All right, good. So I didn't bring along um, um, handouts, uh, partly because we don't have very many of those yet, partly because we're green and we don't like handing paper out so much. I would, I would, it's partly an excuse and, of course, partly true. Um, I would encourage you to go to our website, greenpartyofalberta.ca. The current Website is a little bit hokey. Um, It was homemade in the days when we didn't have hardly any money at all. We are just about to launch a better website, which will be more attractive and have more interesting stuff on it. But still, I would encourage you to go to the website. It'll begin to give you an idea of uh, some of the ideas that motivate us. There are some past blog entries that I've written and so on. The future, um, and, and as I say, just about to be launched website will be more beautiful. Um, so please go to that too. Um, I see that I still have a few minutes. Let me go back to some of the things I heard on the radio this morning as I drove down. Because spoke to some of the points that, uh, primary points that I wanted to make today. Um, one of the things that I think poisons the quality of our politics in the province is this whole notion that we have to sell our energy uh, industry rather than honestly discuss the problems that that industry is caught up in. I actually think we, our industry would be in a stronger position if we acknowledged the horrific problems around, for example, the oil sands, rather than deny them. So what sort of form does denial take? One of the forms that denial takes is a claim, which is made regularly by Joe Oliver. Admittedly, he's a federal politician. He's the Minister of Natural Resources in the federal government, but it is not denied by the Alberta government that after the kind of open-pit mining you see in the Alberta oil sands, the land will be put back in pristine fashion. It will be, as Joe Oliver continues to insist upon, just like it was before. And of course it's false. You laugh. I know. It's false. It's it's not even something the Alberta government claims. It's not even something the Alberta government claims. It's impossible. It won't and can't be done. But don't you feel embarrassed as an Albertan that that sort of claim is being made on your behalf? I do. I do. And I think that we're increasingly being put in in a really ever-worsening sort of tension We know that the oil and gas industry is an important engine of our economy. In this part of the province, you probably don't feel it as intensely as we do in so much of the rest of the province, but it's true. It can't be called to an immediate stop. It's not going to be called to an immediate stop, but let's not deceive ourselves about the challenges that it faces because the rest of the world is increasingly aware of those challenges. It's discouraging. It's embarrassing. It's abusive of us as intelligent Albertans voters citizens that the truth not be told and I don't want the truth forced on us by people from outside the province I want Albertans to take responsibility for what's going on inside the province and make the kind of changes that can allow us to be proud again on the world scene and that is changing folks I don't know whether you've traveled abroad even outside the province much recently but um, we're not being held in such high regard and we deserve better We deserve a government that doesn't do that to us, and Greens want to contribute to uh, putting a government in place that won't do that to us. Albertans really do deserve better. We all deserve better, and Greens want to make that contribution. So thanks for your attention, and I really look forward to the questions and answers. Thanks.